Hey everyone, this is Cameron Williams with Glendale Post Sermon, or GPS. We like to know where we are spiritually, mentally, and as a body in Christ. And I'm here with uh, Brian, yet again. It's good to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always good to see you, Brian. Um, all right, let's start navigating. All set, let's go. So uh, last week, uh, we really talked about, um, or you talked a lot about uh, barriers and and kind of breaking down walls, um, and how we we tend to kind of build up a favoritism towards our own beliefs and, and, and how we believe. How can we practice learning like new beliefs or new ways of thinking? I think one of the best ways is to surround yourself with a, a diverse community and like have people in, in your uh, regular, you're in regular conversation with that come from different backgrounds and different traditions than you and have to find ways to have those kind of conversations and learn from each other. One story I read a while back was about how a seminary had students that were from third world countries and then students that were from the U.S. retell the story of the prodigal son. And prodigal son is somewhat familiar. And so most people knew how to tell it. But it was really interesting that in the story of the prodigal son, it says that he takes the inheritance from his father and he goes to a faraway place and then he ends up with nothing and a famine strikes that land. And so it's like just a lot of really bad stuff, bad on top of bad. But most every, I think something like 90% of the American students didn't write about the famine and almost 90% of the students from third world countries wrote about the famine because mm. for them, obviously, famine is something that's more significant and a word that like jumps off the page to them from their perspective and their understanding. Generally, we don't have to worry about famine in the United States. So it's, I think, just helpful to have people who have different perspectives and, and different backgrounds who get the opportunity for us to just shake up our, our own worldview a little bit and challenge the way that we see things just in little ways like that. I mean, obviously noticing that in the story that's so familiar. It's like, Oh, there's a, there's a famine in there. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have written about that or thought about that either, but it's really important for us to think about what it is that we truly view as most important, how we're living that out and then have other people who are along on that journey with us. Yeah, we we tend to focus more on the uh, almost the main character in the story, which is the prodigal son that comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but there really is a lot more facets to the story. Like, for instance, even the uh, son that stayed mm-hmm. um, at the end, he he kind of says to his father, "Hey, uh, I I've been here all along. I've helped you. Why why don't I get a party? Why don't I get?" like this stuff. And I think that can be a really good representation of the Christian church. Sometimes we can kind of say, Hey, we've done all the work. We've done all this. We're your favorites, right? We, we deserve this or we deserve to be exalted in, in, in this way. And, and I think what that story is about is that the, it it takes press, like the lost takes precedence over the found. And I think we we tend to ignore that. We tend to kind of say, well, we're here now, and so we're in this good place. But um, 
But I think God calls us to have a journey, to have an experience in in bringing more and and not just working towards opening our faith up, but but maybe opening up the faith of others. And Definitely. And I think that there's just really great things that you discover like that. There's so many facets to a story like that that we're somewhat familiar with. But if you think about uh, just the power of reading scripture in community in our, in our community group that we have, we generally just read a story and um, it's always powerful what comes out from different people looking at it, noticing things that I wouldn't have noticed. And it's just really, I think one, one way that you can learn new things is like a simple thing, like reading scripture in, in a group of people and seeing the way that different people read it and mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. And I think especially one of the challenges for us is uh, spreading that or, or finding a way to, to talk to the unchurched or, or maybe even people who haven't been in a little while. Um, and I think that can be because of the stigma that the church has kind of built up. Um, how do you think we can work past the stigma of the exclusive church? Because I definitely know that that's not the church we, you know, we, we're in. It's not yeah. exclusive. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that to build a church like that is to really be Jesus-centered, to allow the life, teachings, and ministry of Jesus to be at the center. I know for me, one of the things that I've struggled with growing up in in a church of Christ is oftentimes I would say we were more of a Paul church than we were a Jesus church, mm-hmm. that we focused so much on the letters and works of Paul that we somewhat ignored what Jesus was doing. And so I just think it's, it's as you try to be a, an inclusive place where we're able to love people of all kinds of backgrounds and different beliefs, even you have to be really focused on who it was that Jesus spent time with. And I just think it's a constant thing to have in front of your view of like, okay, how, how do we find ways to include more people? Are we as a church spending time around people who Jesus would have? Are we welcoming people who Jesus did and not just doing the comfortable thing or whatever, but really just asking yourself, is this actually looking like a place that Jesus would, would come to and participate in based on the life and ministry that we see, that he's interacting with people of diverse backgrounds, that he's welcoming people who we would say, oh, that I don't know, that's a little scary for you to be with that person, but that's the way that Jesus constantly lives. And it's a challenge for all of us to think about. Yeah, I think um, there there's, an, there's almost a stigma about um, encouraging behaviors or or that, you know, if... I let this person in with how they are, then it might seem like I'm encouraging this behavior. I'm encouraging this sin. And, and I, I kind of think that we, we really have to take a step back and look at our own behaviors. Cause we're not, you know, all together. We're, we're, um, you know, none of us are perfect. And so, uh, I think, you know, when you grow up in the church, it's very easy to kind of see the church as a comfortable place because it's like home for you. It's like a second home. You go there every Sunday and you've been there since you were tiny. You've gone to Bible class. You've 
done all that. And that can be pretty dangerous for, for us because we then see the church as a comfortable place and we want to make it almost as comfortable as possible. And, and I get that comfort is a good thing, especially when you're bringing people from the outside in um, so that they feel more comfortable and they feel a sense of belonging. But we, we almost kind of put that on a pedestal and we don't go out of our comfort zones in order to bring people in. Um, or even certain people that we know it would be uncomfortable to bring in. Um, I know at our church we have uh, kind of wanderers that come in every so often, and and uh, and and especially in LA, there's there is a homeless situation, uh, and so some people that come in uh, are like you know maybe not as clean or maybe not as, and and I think that's really powerful because it gives us an opportunity to to church. The, the unchurched to be a loving and embraceful uh, church to to everyone and to especially those who who need us most and and I think we can definitely uh, even regular people can get caught up in in finding a comfort zone and finding a place where they can you know just kind of have their own beliefs and ideals and not expand too much on that yeah definitely and I think it's it's just important to really lean into the way that Jesus lived and the people that Jesus was around and ask yourself, is our church a place that Jesus would have hung out in? Yeah. Uh, because it's ultimately what we're trying to do and be about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we, and speaking of which, we can really fall into the trap of kind of claiming negative or, you know, outdated, uh, beliefs as as our own or as as something that we uh that is like within us how how can we find a way do you think to maybe not claim so much ownership of these things of these thoughts and beliefs yeah i think i would go to jesus there too just that for me i think that i try to read all of scripture through the idea that Jesus is the revelation of God. And then when it comes to like my beliefs, many things become secondary. If I'm really thinking about what is most important that Jesus taught us and how do I view all of what I believe through the lens of what Jesus said and did and what then becomes like the most important thing? What do I need to focus on and, and center center my life on? And so, yeah, when it comes to things that are of not as much importance, I think it's really powerful to see when when people can can change and when they're willing to have uh, their their world shifted uh, a little bit and be again, really just focused on what it is that's that's most important. And then there's a lot of secondary stuff that you're willing to at least understand that uh, some people are going to have some different beliefs than you. And, and it's one of those things, I think one of the lies of the church at times is that we all just believe the same thing. And it's like, if you really got to know people around you, you'd be like, you believe what? I, I can't, I, you, you voted for that person? And, and it's 
really important, I think, for us to think about what is the of primary importance. And again, I would point to Jesus and his ministry and say, then, okay, with other beliefs or important things, how am I continuing to grow as a disciple of, of Jesus? And that's where I would point people. Yeah, I, I, I do agree that the Christian church absolutely um, can almost find comfort sometimes in in the the misbelief that we all believe the same things. Um, I especially believe that uh, to outside medias, it, it does look like we, you know, all believe the same things. We can kind of get lumped into the same kind of like, oh, we just kind of believe in like a loving God in the sky that created everything. And, and that's just how it is and, and kind of leave it at that. But we we do believe in something deeper and but but we can get caught up in in the kind of day-to-day and find uh things to worry about and things you know we're we're all people um and i think the more the church tries to show that we're maybe um different or that we uh do things differently sometimes that can come across in the wrong way and and I think we really need to ask ourselves, like, as Christ followers, like, are are we giving off the right kind of um, oneness? Because, it, you know, we can be one in Christ, which is an amazing thing. But I think we can also be one in anger and one in, you know, fear and trying to get people to believe what we believe almost by any means necessary. And that can that can be a real dangerous trap because we you know there's plenty of you know any any time someone asks you oh are you Christian it's almost nowadays it's almost immediately followed up with like well do you do you like hate um, gays or or do you hate like this group of people and and there's you know just as much of a stigma for that as there is for um, you know. Uh, any any other thing that we can kind of like believe in the church that isn't necessarily an important part of God's ministry of Christ's ministry. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think that we often are, are can be built on certainty, and if you're truly going to be a place that is like seeking God, there's going to be ambiguity to it. There's going to be vague moments where you are asking questions and you're not certain but unfortunately it seems like a lot of people just choose the more certain way yeah that's well that's a good thing to end on the uh the church is uh, is seeking christ we we you know we don't always have all the answers too but we we definitely know that through love and through community we can we can grow closer to our uh, our father definitely um, so thank you for joining us today on Glendale Post Sermon. We have a social media for the podcast at Glendale Post Sermon on Instagram, and you can connect with Glendale Church at Glendale Church of Christ on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find me, Cameron, on Instagram at uh, Cameron the Voice to, to connect. Um, and the Glendale Church's website is www.glendale.church, where you can get more info about us and our services. Um, our services are every Sunday at 10:30 a.m. in Glendale, California. Thanks again for listening to us. Um, we'll see you next week. Have a great week. <laughs>